Ruby, it's all right. Calm down. No, Cash, it's not all right, and I won't calm down. Did you see the way they looked at us, the other residents of Gilmore Street? Like we were the worst kind of people, like we were vermin. And that Ben, that bloody Ben, what the hell's wrong with him? Why is he doing this? What's his problem? Have you got any whiskey in the house, Cash? Gin? Anything? Theo asked. Get her a shot, a large one. She needs it. No, I don't. Don't argue, Ruby. Just take the drink and get it down you. They were back at Ruby's flat, taken refuge. Ruby sat back on the sofa, too tired to argue, too distressed. It had been awful, truly awful. Not what had happened with Ben. They'd experienced worse, far worse. But the aftermath of Ben, the reactions from the living, she could hear them now would hear them all night if the whiskey didn't do its job and knock her out. They're what, Samantha? Psychics? There's a ghost in your house? Seriously? They're not having you on, tricking you. I'll bet they're tricking you. Making it all up. People like that are experts in deceit. They take your money and run. Don't listen to them. Ghosts don't exist. It's the police you need. On and on it went. The contempt, the vitriol. She'd wanted to yell at them. Listen to what's going on inside. You can hear for yourself there's something going on. How can I make that up? But by the time someone had gone in to investigate, and it was incredible how long it had taken that someone to pluck up the courage, despite their cynicism, the banging and the shutting of cupboard doors stopped. The carnage of Ben's psychic onslaught still remained, however, but probably they would see that as evidence of human behavior gone mad some sort of fracas or domestic, which had spiralled out of control. Would any of them be able to accept a different explanation? Ever? Ah, the questions. So many questions. Theo came over and took hold of her hands. I know, I know about the questions. They make your head hurt. It's not just that, Ruby tried to explain feeling tears beginning to prick. It was their expressions, their disbelief, and Jeff, too, his attitude towards us. Ruby, this is an enlightened age, but we can't expect everyone to believe. No, they certainly didn't all believe. Not until they encountered a problem of the paranormal kind, that is, and then belief was dredged up from somewhere. She knew that. She could handle that. Setting up psychic surveys on the high street was her way of saying to the world that she was here to help, that she was proud of her profession, that it was as valid as any other. So why had she felt so ashamed when they'd looked at her, at the rest of them, as though they were nothing more than a bunch of cranks? Because you're tired, darling. Ruby could hear the exasperation in Theo's voice. Because you need a holiday. How many times do I have to say it? You need this as well. It was Cash, doing as instructed, and handing her a generous tumbler of whiskey, the pale amber of it glinting in the lamplight. She took it from him, and did as Theo advised, and downed it in one. I'll get you another. Cash looked exasperated too. The commotion had taken some time to peter out. 
the children growing hysterical at the prospect of re-entering the house. At least they, the inhabitants, had no doubt as to what was within. Not after what they'd just experienced. Even Jeff was ashen-faced. He kept casting furtive glances back towards dark windows, as though trying to come to terms with all that had taken place, to process it. Samantha was the brave one. Come on, she put her arm round her husband, trying to coax him. This is our house. You said it yourself. We won't be pushed out. But it was clear they wouldn't be returning, not that night. Despite her neighbour's apparent concern, only Delia offered to give them shelter. I've got plenty of room. It'll be cosy. And safe. It would be that, too.